today on Lighting Money on Fire National Basketball Association Edition. The Chicago Bulls are burning down. I mean, burning the fuck down. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what is going on in the Atlantic Division, where for a while there, it looked like the Raptors were just going to run away with everything, but things have started to change just a little bit. May talk about some other stuff too. Also, of course, our best bets, and we're going to look back on our best bet from last week, which I'm not going to lie, guys, was another big W. All we do is win here on Lighting Money on Fire with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I feel like you're getting unreasonably cocky. Unreasonably cocky? We've won like three bets. Did we win last week? Yeah. I encourage everybody to listen to last week's show when we're talking about best bets. The degree of confidence I had in Memphis plus one, because it was large. Okay. It was gargantuan, and they won easily. It was a freebie. It was a free money spot, and we took it. And I hope everyone else out there did too. Not that you should ever construe what we're doing as advice or gambling (laughs) advice of any kind. You should not. That's a big mistake. But you're fools, certainly, if you didn't bet that. Fools. Memphis was hosting the Clippers. They were plus one. We bet it. The Clippers are not as good as their record. That's what we decided. We seem to have been proven correct at least that one day. (laughs) And that was great. So good for us. We're going to make some new bets at the end. Probably. Yeah, probably. By the way, Memphis won by 10, just because everyone was wondering. 96-86. They were tied going to the fourth quarter. But that's Memphis time, baby. Grit and grind. That's like a first half score in the modern NBA, 96-86. Yeah, you know, the, the Clippers play some serious defense, and Memphis does too. Yeah. So there it is. There, Anywho. There it be. There it be. All right, let's talk about the juicy stuff. Yeah, okay. The Bulls. The Chicago Bulls, my hometown team. A trash fire for many a year. Um, <laughs> this year seems to be... The fire has engulfed the next door lot and begun a tire fire, which smells worse. Yeah. And it creates this plume of black smoke that can be seen throughout the city of Chicago. <laughs> That's what it feels like is happening here with yeah. the Chicago Bulls. I could continue the metaphor, but I don't think it's necessary. I will say this about the Chicago Bulls. A point in their favor is this. They do not have the worst point differential in the NBA. That's awesome. They have the second worst point differential so, in the NBA by a third of a point. Hey, we're in the Zion hunt. Yes, you are. I would and you love, know That's I would love some Zion. You're supposed to be in the Zion hunt. You should be fine as a Bulls fan with them losing right now because they certainly aren't going to win games anyway. No, they're, so they're, they're, drawing, they're drawing dead even to make the playoffs pretty oh, yeah. much. So oh, like, for sure. Let's lose. They're getting outscored by 11.1 points per game. They've, they're 6-22. and 22. They're drawing dead yeah. for sure for the playoffs. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the situation here. Okay, cool. So Fred Hoiberg was fired. Yes. I don't understand the timing of it. It doesn't make any sense. They just hate him. I guess. But they're like, hey, we've had you for four years. Now you're doing terrible again with a terrible team. We should want to do terrible. You're fired? Yeah. It's like, like, why not let him be terrible and fire him at the end of the season? You have to pay him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's going on, though, is that management really... First of all, Boylan, who is the current coach, yeah, and he was an assistant coach, of course, before that... um, was seen as the guy who was actually coaching the team anyway. Apparently, he ran all the film sessions and things like that. So in some ways, I guess Hoiberg was not getting any respect from the players. He was seen as more of like a CEO hmm. um, delegator type, and Boylan was actually running running the show. So Boylan's was, and, and Hoiberg was jobs? Something like that. He's like... <laughs> I'm the conductor. Exactly. I play the orchestra. You're the best violin in your row, Boylan. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, 
That is, of course, a reference to the movie Steve Jobs, which seven people saw. But I saw it at least five times myself, so I know all the lines. Yeah, you do. That movie's good. That's the best scene, too. They're all the best scene, man. But anyway, let's move on. Come on. It's like a worse version of the big short. Um, all right. We'll move on. <laughs> Disagree. So um, so, so here's some of the things that happened in Chicago recently. So they just played a back-to-back where one of the two games, they lost to the Boston Celtics in Chicago by 56 points, which it's a is... a significant margin. The worst loss in Bulls history. Yeah. It's the Celtics' best win in history. It's the best road win in history in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah... There were some issues there. And so, so they played the back-to-back. They got completely destroyed. Boylan actually barely played his starters in that game. I think the most anyone played was 23 minutes. He had twice in that game, he did a full five-for-five five substitution, you know, where you pull yeah. everyone. That's not a common thing in the NBA. And then he just didn't bring his starters back in after he pulled them all early in the third quarter. Now, they were getting des- just absolutely devastated. Um, but, and he said, I wanna, I wanna, I'd rather have us have a good practice tomorrow then like kill them tonight when we're definitely going to lose anyway, which actually does make some sense to me. I have to admit, yeah. like who cares? Why do you need to play Zach Levine right now when you're down 40? Like, right. what's the point? Um, so I think that's reasonable. But so he said, he decided they were going to do a practice. Apparently his practices since he took over have been militaristic two and a half hours of like push-ups and sit-ups and stuff that players are not used to doing. And also, by the way, Come on. Like, these are NBA athletes. They are not in any conditioning trouble. Well, maybe he feels like the Bulls actually aren't in good enough condition. I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. They're young. Maybe there's something there. I have no Push-ups idea. Push-ups and sit-ups are strength building. They're not conditioning. Well, that's mostly true. Um, so, so anyway, so he called for a practice, and the players got on their phones and just texting with each other decided they were not going to practice. Apparently, Zach Levine led this. Okay. Um, and it was Laurie Markkinen and Robin Lopez who sort of talked the team into at least going in the next day, going in that day, not to practice, but to at least all show up. They were like, we have to at least show up, guys. Like, yeah. They're our employer. We have to show up. So they showed up. They had a players-only meeting. Then they, a, then they invited the coaches in as well and had a meeting with them. Apparently, there was a lot of yelling, but also apparently, this is according... Now, who knows if this is true, but a, apparently Levine and Boylan got on the same page and like aired out all their stuff, and they're okay now. This oh, really? is according to Ramona Shelburne, anyway, okay. of ESPN, who is a legit basketball reporter. So if that's true, that's pretty cool. Um, another thing that I thought was meaningful with this is, so Gar... Foreman. Gar Foreman, thank you, and it's Jim Paxson, right? Yeah. They're the two guys who sort of run the show in Chicago. Terribly, but yeah. They, uh, they want this. They, <laughs> apparently, Boylan has the full support of them and ownership to be coaching this way and doing these things. So... This is not really about Bulls versus Boylan, although it feels like that. It's really more Bulls versus management. Yeah. And I think the players are going to have to come around. Apparently, the um, ownership and Garpax wanted a massive culture shift, and they felt getting rid of Hoiberg and going with Boylan was part of it. And Boylan is now executing that, and the players do not like it, but apparently that's fine with ownership because they're, they're like, fuck you, we suck. Like, work a little harder. We want, we want this to be different. Okay. So, so that's the deal. Let's um, let's enumerate the points of each side here. Great. There's the Jim Boylan Bulls management side. Let's talk historically about them first. The Bulls management, since taking over, has done only terrible things. That's true. Uh, they are not good at their jobs. They did 
get what now looks to be reasonable return for Jimmy Butler. Now maybe that was lucky, but they took Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, they could have taken a they could have taken a lot of other guys. They they made the right choice. Markkinen probably should have been like the third or fourth pick in that draft. Looking back yeah. now, we can say that, but at the time that was not clear at all. Right. And, and people actually made fun of the Bulls for taking Markkinen when they did with some of the other guys who were still on the board. All right, so they did that one good thing. That was pretty good. Yeah. So congratulations to them for that. Chris Dunn might be okay. Trading. I mean, Zach Levine's working out. Yeah. I mean, they're horrible. They're horrible. The <laughs> roster construction is obviously bad. Everybody yeah. who has a brain could see that in the offseason when they added Jabari Parker and Zach Levine and matched the, well, they matched the Zach Levine offer yeah. from the Kings. And uh, for $78 million, I think it I is. I mean, the Levine match is looking pretty good, though, right now. He's, it, he's scoring like 30 points a game. The Levine match is looking good, but the roster construction is garbage. You can't play defense with this team. No, you cannot. All right. Levine's so, actually scoring 24 points a game. Go on. All right. We're getting off topic of what I really wanted to oh, talk about, which is like... These are professional athletes, okay? So the Bulls are treating these professional athletes like high school kids who don't have these million-dollar contracts and have other teams they could go to. There is, I'm sure this doesn't happen in the NBA ever, these military-style practices mm-hmm. where it's like, remember the Titans or Coach <laughs> Carter <laughs> where, like, you got to get these kids in line, their mom's smoking crack, and you got to get them off the streets, and so we got to make them, like, work hard. And, you know, there's that whole coming together part where they all respect the coach after they hate him because he really made him yeah. work hard. That's not what happens with 30-year-olds in the fucking NBA. I mean, to be fair, the Bulls don't have that many 30-year-olds on their team. They've got okay. a lot of younger players than that. But, yes. But go on. Okay. So the point of this is to like instill some level of discipline in the players because it's not going to help them on the court to do push-ups and sit-ups. These guys are already strong. They strength train in very specific ways that are much better than the coach can tell them to do because they have specific strength training coaches right. who teach them how to strength train. Right. That's fair. I don't think it's about making them stronger. Okay. It so is. it's discipline. I think it's culture. I don't think it's discipline. I think it's culture, which is slightly different, right? Okay. A culture of discipline. Well, I don't know if it's discipline necessarily, but maybe maybe it's about commitment. I'm not saying he's disciplining them. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying th- he's trying to teach them discipline. Um, okay. I mean, I don't know if that's the word I would use, but that's all semantics, right? So right. sure. sure. I, this is the wrong demographic to do that to. NBA players are not the guys to do that to. Well, the Bulls are going to be a grand experiment, and, and we're going to find and like, out. What's the point anyway? Like, we're trying to lose here. Well, that is really the point as far as I'm... And, maybe and, they feel this, at this point, we're going to lose anyway. It doesn't matter. I'd like the team to like compete by the way over strength training is an easy way to hurt yourself like the i mean doing doing push-ups is not an easy way to hurt yourself if you over strength train and you're doing strength and conditioning stuff and you're doing push-ups you're more likely to hurt yourself in the near future i mean you make it sound as if the strength the strength coaches or whatever aren't aware of the push-ups that no, are i know i'm sure they're completely aware of the full uh, menu of what's going on with these guys bodies so so i doubt that that's that's really in play right? all right i think the boylan bulls side or yeah. the boylan management side is absurd okay that is my opinion I actually, for the first time in many years, was watching SportsCenter last night with the Scott Van Pelt version of SportsCenter, and he was very much on the Boylan side. Oh, really? Like, you guys got to practice. You're professionals. Like, eh, but it's after a back-to-back. That never happens. I mean, so what, though? So what if it never happens? Like, they, they are employees, right? Yeah. They're getting paid an outrageous amount of money to do a job that we'd all really be thrilled to do, right? Yes. And now I, I'm not saying it's as easy as, as I just made it sound. Of course, they have to work hard. They have to like physically take care of their bodies in ways most people don't have to do. And that is a bit of a burden. But it's an incredible spot, right? Of course. Like getting paid an amazing amount of money, more so than anyone in this profession's ever been paid. Yes. Like Zach Levine, as you said, is getting like $20 million a year. And he's not really that good. I know he's scoring 24 and getting five and five. But he's not really that good, right? Yeah. 
Um, he shouldn't be making this much money. He is good for him. I don't, I don't begrudge him that, but I do think then if his employer says like, it isn't unreasonable to say show up on Monday, you know, for three hours and run around. I think it's more the content of the practices than the fact that there is one. That's a problem. Like we're doing these conditioning practices or whatever they are. And that's for high school kids, maybe for college kids too. Is it possible the Bulls are such a trash fire they need that kind of stuff? Is it to possible? What, to win more? Um, no, but maybe you're worried about like losing some, like the Markinens of the world, um, that the culture could sort of en- engulf him a little bit, and then like down the road he's not going to like have the same mindset and it feels not like, going to be like a strong veteran and all that kind of stuff. It feels That's like quite a stretch. I I kind of agree. With I mean, you. I, I feel like I feel I'm like stretching you just, here. Like bring in a new coach next year and the the changes the culture and Markinen like either goes with the yeah. culture or doesn't you know. By the way, I mean, they signed Boylan, I think, to an extra year already. Yeah, so I think problem. he's going to be around next year is the plan. Zion's, I believe. Zion's not going to like that. I mean, <laughs> Zion's going to be stuck there. They're going to have control over Zion probably for nine years. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Zion or RJ, one right. of those two. Yeah. So do you, do you fall on one side or the other of this? Um, I think the players can't decide not to practice. I mean, they can do whatever they want, but they're going to be... It's going to cost them a lot of money, way more money than they would want it to cost them. And I think ultimately the team is going to win that and i yeah. think they're supposed to win that honestly if they, i don't think it's even though teams may not do this and i understand why teams normally wouldn't practice after back-to-back by the way they then have a game the day after that practice it's pretty too, bad which is not cool but also let's remember Boylan didn't really play his starters in game two of the back-to-back so they could be fresh for the practice yeah he specifically did that right he didn't run them to death and then say like and we're going to have an intense practice the but you're not day. supposed to have the intense practice before you play a game no matter if you've had a back-to-back or not yeah well we don't know how intense the practice would be okay. either. like we don't know if he's we don't know what he's doing yeah um, but ultimately that's on boiling that that's like, that's their problem. It's not really the, the players are just supposed to do it. And if they're tired and don't play as well or fatigued, that's the bulls problem. That's not the player's problem right. ultimately. Right. Um, so I, I think the players are supposed to show up and I think the players can't really decide. And, and I think this is why Robin Lopez sort of like figured out a way to like hit the middle and compromise right. a bit. Cause if they just didn't show up and boycott, which by the way did happen years ago, um, was it, it was Nick Van Exel. Nick Van, Van Exel led a, um, a strike, I think it was in Denver, uh, where they did not show up to practice one day, and it was a huge deal. And he actually was driving around. I heard this. Uh, Ramona Shelburne was talking about this. He was driving around the Nuggets uh, arena, making sure no players like went in. Huh. Like, like no patrolling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like what you, all you can really do as, as players is go to your union and take it up with them. But like, you do have to practice if the team wants you to practice. I think you just do if you're yeah. healthy. Well, not, not if you're Latrell Sprewell, then you just choke the coach and, and you don't have to practice anymore. Well, you do, you do lose like $9 million for yeah. doing that though, at least. So, I mean, again, the players don't have to do this, but then they're going to get docked pay as they should. And I think that's fine. So whose side am I on? I'm somewhere in the middle. I think I agree with you completely that what is the point of all of this anyway? They want to lose. They yeah. should be wanting to lose. Just let your young players play and don't worry about it. And you don't have to have crazy practices and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also where I don't know what the culture has been that they feel like they need to do this. And maybe there's some crazy thing. But ultimately, I'm going to finish here and then say whatever you want to say. The history of these guys is so spotty that it's hard to really come down on their side. Yeah. This is Bulls management I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that seems right. I, I think it's probable that, no, we don't know all the details, obviously, but it's probable yeah. that the the young bulls led by Zach Levine handled this in a less mature way than they should have. Exactly. But there probably was something that they had to do like to 
change what Boylan is trying to do to them. Let's say, and I know this is a really different scenario, but let's say the Spurs, Greg Popovich was doing this, right? Mm -hmm. And the Spurs really decided they didn't want to practice. I believe, and I don't know, but I believe that the players on the Spurs would reach out to Pop and say, we don't think we should practice, and here's why. And he would listen, and they would figure something out. Right. Maybe they would still practice. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they'd do something in between. But they would have a reasonable conversation about it and come to some sort of resolution on their own without having yes. to have this really strange, almost boycott thing happen. Yes. You know? So, so, I, I, so that's the thing that really stands out to me. And I don't know who to blame there. I don't know if that's Bulls management. I don't know if that's like the young Bulls. It's probably more likely Bulls, Bulls management. But I give Robin Lopez and Laurie Markman credit for sort of like handling yeah. this a little bit too. As a Chicagoan, my desire here is for the Bulls to end up with the first overall pick. Yeah. Take Zion or whoever is supposed to be there, probably Zion, and um, and fire Jim Boylan, get a different coach next year, and maybe maybe fire the GM too. That would be great. I don't see that happening, but... No, it's probably like, going to be a little while. Yeah. feels like that would be a good idea though. Well, if you're trying to lose, it's okay to keep your guys... I guess you don't want them to destroy the future, though, do you? Right. I mean, if yeah. you have Markkinen healthy and you have Zion, you have Dunn and Levine and Jabari Parker, like, you're going to start trying to win. I mean, Jabari Parker? But Whatever. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, don't make the face. They're gonna, you're Jabari gonna, Parker. You're going to start trying to win with that team, right? You should be trying yeah. to win. If you're not trying to win... I mean, they signed Jabari Parker, right? In theory, that's a, we're, we're sort of trying to win move, right? Yeah. I think it was them trying to, like... Just in case Jabari blows up. Right. But didn't they sign him to like a two-year, $40 million deal? At least it's they're, only two years. They're paying him like he's already blown up. At least it's only two years. Yeah. If he does blow up, they're going to have to pay him the max deal anyway. I mean, if they get a major draft pick, they should try to like follow the Kings model of like, it's been bad, but now we're going to try to be good. Let's let's try to win. Yeah. Although, you know, in, there's problems in Sacramento with that too, where Vlade is upset. That they're not playing, they're not starting Bagley and things like that, even though the Kings are two games over 500. Well, we all know Vladi's not good at his job either. <laughs> okay. I mean, he drafted pretty well recently. It seems that Buddy Heald trade doesn't look so bad yeah, anymore. He, yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. Just saying. Like, Darren Fox looks pretty good. I mean, anybody would have taken Fox at five. That's super easy to say right now and not necessarily true at all. He, he was, like, supposed to go four or three. He fell. It's not hard. That is, he was not supposed to go four or three. I think he was supposed to go four, maybe. No, no, Josh Jackson was the clear four, I think. Okay. Like, you could make a case maybe for Darren Fox, but I think you could have made a case for a lot of those guys going about the same general area as they went. I mean, it was all pretty close. Either way, I'm not impressed with Vladi Divas, and the Kings actually are starting to meld together a bit after years of being a trash fire. Yes, yes, they are. The Bulls should try to do something like that. Yeah, guys, you should try and, you know, not lose games. Come on. Not let's yet. Go. Wait till next year. All right. Let's move on. Okay, great. The other side of the Eastern Conference, the top side. Yeah. So the Celtics and Raptors, the Celtics having a disappointing start to the season, the Raptors having an amazing start to the season. Celtics started at 10 and 10. Yeah. Definitely very disappointing. disappointing for them. Yeah. Uh, they're both good teams, obviously. The Raptors have lost a couple. The Celtics have won six in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, are they getting closer together now? Is I think that, they are. Is that that's what's happening? I think the Raptors are still probably better right now. Yes. Um, but some of the things that were true in the beginning of the season are lo- no longer true in Boston. So one of the things that was true in the beginning of the season is Kyrie looked like he was not back all the way. Mm-hmm. He now looks like a star, like a big-time star, like top 15 player in the league for sure. Like he was supposed to be. Yeah, he is that player yeah. for sure and is their best player, no question about it. So that's true. Um, the Celtics have... F- 
and this is really due to injuries as much as anything else, but they, they now bringing both Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward off the bench. They're starting Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris and that they've been starting Marcus Smart for the last six games and they've won all six games. Hmm. Now, Part of that is probably a little bit luck, of course. They've, got, they've had some easy games in there. They got to play the Knicks and won by 28. They got to play the Bulls and won by 56. But I think they're averaging winning. Even if you remove the 56-point win, they're averaging winning by like 23 points a game well, over those last five Part of that might games. be staggering their offense a bit more. Exactly. Like bringing Hayward off the bench, who's been playing better too. Yep. Also, Smart plays better in this kind of a lineup because he's shooting less. Yeah. He actually knows he really can't shoot over these other guys. Everyone else on the floor, including Marcus Morris, feels like it's their job to shoot. Al Horford maybe a little bit less, yeah. although he should be shooting, honestly. But everyone else is like, Kyrie's like, of course I'm shooting. You know, Jason Tatum, of course he's shooting. Marcus Morris, too. So Smart really has been deferring and not taking, you know, 11 three-pointers a game. And he still is shooting a little more than he has to, but it actually, he's been getting wide-open shots, so his efficiency's been pretty good. And so that's working for them really, really well. And I don't know if this is going to last or not, but they now are playing way better than they were before. Their point differential is actually the same as Toronto's, and I think it's the third best in the league, um, even though they're 16 and 10. Like, the record actually should be a little better than that, but they started off yeah. poorly. Um, so that's the Celtics side of it. The Raptors have lost three of four. Now, they are in a little bit of a tougher schedule thing. The Celtics, by the way, are in pretty easy schedule right yeah. now. So that's one, another reason why, reason why they're winning. Toronto's had some tough games of their last four games, and that's probably one of the things that's up. But still, I'm a little surprised. So, for example, they hosted Denver and lost. Okay. Like, that's not an easy game. No. But you, they're supposed to win that game most of the time. They, they hosted Philly and won. Then they went to Brooklyn and lost. That's a weird one. It was a tight one. They lost by one point, you know. But, okay, they Brooklyn, also lost to Denver Brooklyn by three. Brooklyn plays, like, everybody within three points, right? Like, they're always in close games. Brooklyn plays tough, for sure. Although, Karis LeVert's out now, so they're not as good mm-hmm. as they were. And then they just hosted Milwaukee and lost by nine. Uh, that's another tough game. That's a tough game as well, right? And Milwaukee, by the way, has the best point differential in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, by the way, to your point, Brooklyn is averaging in their games, they're 10 and 18, but they're only a minus 1.9 point differential. So they are in their games, like you were saying. So anyway, so Toronto's been struggling a little bit more. Kyle Lowry's been playing really badly lately, like mm. bad. And actually, he gave an interview where they said, um, "Did you do you think he has like problems with the Toronto front office because they traded DeMar? He still has issues with that. Mm. And they asked him, uh, do you feel that it was a betrayal that they traded DeMar? Which, by the way, of course it wasn't. Um, betrayal is ridiculous. It's a, it's a basketball team. Um, Lowry says he thought it was a betrayal, and so I think it's a betrayal. That was his answer, hmm. which is not really what you're looking for if you're a Toronto fan. What well, you're looking least, for is, you know. Well, it hurts this year, but at least Lowry's not going to be in your long-term plans. You know, he's like 33. Yeah, but you got him for at least, I think, two more years at $30 million a year. So he's kind of around for a little while. And by the way, he's your second best player by a lot. And you kind of need him if you want to compete at the top of the conference. Yeah. Or I, I don't know what Toronto is supposed to do. They're, not gonna, they're unlikely to lure any free agents. This is assuming they get to keep Kawhi anyway. We're not, that's not a done deal. But let's assume they do. I mean, they're just going to hope the young guys get a lot better and, and Lowry holds on for a while and they're good for the next four years. That's the hope. I mean, at least they have the best player in the Eastern Conference right now. Unless Giannis is the best player in the Eastern oh, Conference. Oh, of course. They have the second best player in the Eastern Conference. My yeah. bad. My bad. Yeah, I was thinking because LeBron left that man. Yeah. But right, Giannis has ascended. So I don't know. I mean, I think Toronto still is going to win the East a lot. And they're probably the best team in the East still. It's just tough. It's a very crowded, like, top four right now, man. Those teams are all really good. Those are all exciting teams. Yeah. It's fun. It is. It's really fun. 
I mean, there's going to be, I think we said this before, there's going to be some heartbroken teams in the second round of the uh, Eastern yeah. Conference for the first time in forever. Right. Like, usually those teams are just, whatever, who it's cares like, anyway. I hope I get to play LeBron and lose. Right. But now it's like, if Philly loses in the second round, they're going to be like, man, we could have gone to the championship. Yeah. You know, and the Celtics will feel the same way, and so will Milwaukee, and so will Toronto. Yeah. Absolutely. It's cool. Yeah. All right. So, I don't think it means that much, these, these recent games. I yeah. think both teams are good. Yeah. And... The Raptors are a little bit better still, but that might change over time. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if Hayward is still coming back, Celtics are still figuring it out a little bit. Um, honestly, Jalen Brown has not put it together yet this year. He has not figured out his role. So I think Celtics still have some significant upside, but Toronto's great. All right. So my next question is about a Western Conference team. Yes. Are the Lakers good? They are. Are you retracting your extreme under on them from before the season? What was the number? I think it was 48, and you were very, very much like, I would take under 43. Like, <laughs> I would no longer take under 43. Um, they might be the second-best team in the conference. Yeah. They have a reasonable claim on that right now. Um, and when I say second-best, I more mean by the end of the season, not, not necessarily this moment where it's close. But I think by the end of the season, I mean, LeBron is just so good. Yeah, it sort which, of just makes up for all problems. Which was my argument for the over. Yeah, the whole time. I understand. I thought the West was going to be stronger than they were, though. Like Chris Paul suddenly got old, and so Houston isn't good anymore. Like Houston won sixty-five games last year. I thought they were going to be great again. You know, it's not unreasonable to think that, but boy, it sure didn't happen. You know, it did like, not. Utah has a losing record. New Orleans has a losing record. Both those teams won forty-eight games last year. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, in some ways, the Lakers are, are the waters have parted for, the, for LeBron and the Lakers a little bit here to take that number two spot where they're supposed to be tougher contenders. And maybe there still will be, but haven't really seen them yet because I don't believe Memphis or LA are uh, the Clippers, this is, are legit contenders for that number two spot. I still don't think the Clippers are going to make the playoffs. Call me crazy. I agree. I think, yeah. I mean, all the things you say are true. LeBron, I, my argument for the over before the season was LeBron is just so good. And I think. He made the, the Cavs look better than they are. Yeah. And the Lakers that are around him are significantly better than the Cavs that were around him, despite the funky roster construction. I guess overall as a team, that's true. I don't know if they're much better. I mean, Kevin Love is better than anybody on the Lakers, right? Yes. Besides LeBron. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Of course. Um, but the next several guys, I think you probably go with the Lakers. So that's to your point. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And they're 17 and 10. And yeah. Would you take over 48 and a half now? I'm really thinking about it. I would, I guess I would have to. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty close, but I think they're more likely to win 50 games than not. So yeah. that's a yes. Probably, probably right around 50, 50 wins. Sounds Le right. LeBron is just too good, man. You can't keep that guy down. He's, he's getting older. Doesn't he know this? He nope. Apparently he is immune to that. He's going to be fine forever. <laughs> Feels like that, man. Yeah. I mean, how, what a weird Western conference. Denver's 18 and nine. OKC, who started off 0 and 4, has gone 17 and 4 since. Yeah. Looks great. Is plus 6.9, by the way, differential-wise, which is awesome. Better than Golden State. In fact, they have the best point differential in the Western Conference. How is that possible? I don't know. They, they're the fourth best differential in the league, but number one in the West. Somehow, Golden State is only plus 5.9, although they are 19-9 and nine, have the best overall record. This is without Draymond, although apparently Draymond, they just said, is going to start. It's going to be coming back soon. He already played. Oh, did he play? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, whatever. They're going to win the title anyway, right? I mean, Probably. after all this, aren't they just going to win the or title? Or LeBron is just like, I win. How would that? How would that be? You know, he's better than everybody and wins. I think that's not going to happen. It's probably not. No, 
One injury, we could start to talk about it at least. Two injuries, and now we're really talking. You don't have enough faith in the Bron Bron. I mean, I just believe the the Golden State Warriors are are a you know all time team, and yeah. the Lakers are not right now. Even though LeBron is an all time player, that's all. The all time player, perhaps. Perhaps, but <laughs> you know, Durant and Curry being on the same team. Those guys right are, now. Those guys are too skinny. They can't win. They are both pretty damn skinny. But don't worry, Draymond makes up for that. That's they true. also have Dre and Clay, who are both not as good as those guys, but very, very good. Clay, especially these days, Dre's falling off a bit. Yeah, but still, they're really good, man. They're so good, and they, you know, they blew out Cleveland last year in the finals, and yeah, they're good. This year's a tougher road for them in the finals, anyway. Like yeah. it's going to be if it's Toronto, if it's Boston, if it's Philly, even if it's Milwaukee, it's tougher. So Milwaukee that's good. might be the toughest. Who knows? Yeah, they just beat Milwaukee. They played Milwaukee back to or home and home, and they just beat them both times. Mm. But still, but it wasn't Mil- like they blew them out. Milwaukee beat them earlier in the year. They did? Yep. I thought they just played two games, and Golden State won both of them. They, Milwaukee has beaten Golden State this year. I huh. am certain of it. Okay. Yeah. And I guess I am wrong about that. And I think it was in Golden State. Actually, I'm sure it was. Really? Yeah. Well, I have to look that up because that's wacky. Yeah, it was like the... They just, the Golden State just won in Milwaukee. You're right. You know what? I got Milwaukee and Minnesota confused. They didn't have a home at home. They, they won in Milwaukee by 10 is what happened. I think Milwaukee beat them by something like 10 in Golden State. Milwaukee beat them 134 to 111 in Golden State, actually. That's the game where Steph Curry got hurt. Yeah. But still, that shouldn't really matter, though, right? Yeah. Like, you have Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson on your team. Milwaukee's tough, man. Yeah. Giannis, man. All right, you got any other NBA topics? No. Let's, let's go for best bets. The Wednesday lines have not been posted yet, so we have some other types of bets yes. to talk about. What do you got? I got a futures bet. Yep. That's all there is. Yeah, me too. This is to win the title. I got one of those. Because that's the only futures bet that yeah. we could find. That's okay. So we looked at all the games. I don't know what you have, but I got, I like this one actually. The Philadelphia 76ers, plus 1,500 to win the title. Okay. So here's how this makes sense to me. The Sixers, without Butler, were still a contender to be among the best teams in the East. Certainly, certainly, they already were the best. Yes. They were a contender to come out of the East, I think. Yeah. It would have been asking those guys to grow up a bit. But like if Fultz got better or if Embiid or Simmons took a major leap forward, Which they Embiid could come out of the East. Which Embiid may have done. Embiid has. Yeah. Simmons has not. Embiid clearly has. Embiid is right squarely in the MVP conversation, right. as we talked about last week. They just added Jimmy Butler, who is really, really good, too. And they have... They can match Golden State for having three top 15 players on their team now. Yeah. Three top 20 players, something like that. Um, There's a way this could all come together for them, and they could win the title. I don't think they're going to for lots of reasons. One, the East is going to be a knife fight to get out of for the first time in forever. But if Butler and if Simmons figures it out a little bit more than he has, and Butler can raise his game just a little bit, they just get a little bit more from, from some of their bench also, they could easily be the best team in the East come the playoffs. Okay. And then they just yeah. have to beat Golden State. And most of the time, they're going to lose to Golden State. But one injury, one injury to the big four for Golden State, and now Philly's re- right there. Especially one injury to Durant or Curry. It could be like last year where Curry plays, but he's sort of hurt and not as good. That might be enough for Philly if they get it all together. So I'm saying, all I need this, I just need this to happen one every 16 times. Plus 1,500. That's my, that's my best bet. What do you got? I like it. I like it better than mine. What's actually. yours? Mine is also to win the title, and it's the Raptors plus 750. Mm. So half the price. I think the Raptors are better, but I don't think they're twice as good. Exactly. I agree with you. Or that's not a, the right way to say it. I don't think they're twice as likely to win the title. Yeah, of course. It's, it's twice, not twice as yeah. good. 
Right. Yeah. Like I think they're probably pretty similar to win the title. Right. Yeah. Like they rarely beat Golden State. When they do, it's usually because there's an injury on Golden State, and it's hard to get out of the East. And one of those teams will maybe, or yeah. one of the one. There'll be one of a pack of four to get out. So yeah. So getting twice the price feels like a better bet. Yeah, I like that bet. better. Cool. All right. So that's our best bet, guys. All I'm saying is this: we're on a super hot streak right now. <laughs> we basically win everything. Like I'm basically King Midas. Where everything I touch turns to gold, except it's, you know, everything I touch turns to money, which is different than gold. But this is not advice. No, no, no. We, we would never give, we can't, you should not take this as advice. We're not experts. That is for but sure. But you're a fool to, to not listen to this. But, but, again, not experts. Not professionals. That's for sure. But you're, I mean, you want money or not? No. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.